Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Boom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. Back at it on a Sunday, football Sunday. You smell that? That is National Football League action in the air, everywhere as well. We do this podcast because four hours a night are not enough. Eight days a week from a very secret podcast studio deep in the north woods and we thank you for being part supporting and downloading the podcast thank you so much love that love that this a mailbag podcast and we are joined again from west of the 405 david gascon is uh, here hi brow ta-da I'm feeling good. Three weeks into the NFL regular season as uh, this new week is upon us. Obviously, Thursday night football with uh, a dreadful game, but hopefully we don't get uh, too many like that the rest of the way. Well, there'll be plenty more like that. It's uh, <laughs> they, 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 they have to put every team in prime time, so that means all the crappy teams play at some point on Monday night or Thursday night. They usually put them on those nights because they never play on Sunday night because that's the primo television window. Yes. And so they, the crappy teams, they patronize by putting them on prime uh, primetime TV. Every team has to be on primetime either Sunday or Monday or Sunday, not Sunday, Monday or Thursday at one point or another. So uh, anyway, we, this is the mailbag podcast guest. I just want to point out before we start, I like the the crowd applause that I get 
better than your applause. See, that's more authentic. That's more real than than yours, which is just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The, that's the what one radio's that you, for, right? No, not at all. You have to be authentic. You have you have to be authentic, okay? And and I, I have authentic sound effects. I do. Wow. Clearly. Yeah. Ring the bell. <laughs> Man, I haven't been to Taco Bell in a long time. I think I've divorced Taco Bell ever since they ditched the double decker. Not gonna lie. So you've taken an act of protest against Taco Bell, but they change their menu all the time, right? They've a, a yeah. rotating menu. I've not been to Taco Bell in a long time either. Yeah. But they they love to to put new exotic items. Them and uh, Jack in the Box and KFC. Don't don't and I guess uh, a lot of these fast food places do because they're gimmicks. They bring people in and all that. But yeah. Taco Bell has crazy stuff. KFC always throws wild stuff out there, different weird things to try to get you to go and buy some fried chicken. Oh, fried. <sighs> When's the last time you ate at KFC? It's been a while. It's been a long time. I did go to because I call games at UC Irvine and they have a Chick Fil A right next to campus uh-huh. and. I I go there after every game. It is it's perfect. I mean, two chicken sandwiches, one spicy, you must not do, one crispy. You must not do any games on Sunday. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. No, I don't, well, I do, but I don't go there 
on Sundays, obviously, because they're closed. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's this. I've noticed that, that Chick Fil A has almost every Chick Fil A I've been to. There's an In and Out Burger in California right next to it. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. it. There's like this, and, and, there's this plaza yeah. that's right next to it. It's all connected. And I've also seen a lot of Raising Cane's pop up around Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out Burger. And it's brilliant. If you were starting a restaurant and you needed locations, wouldn't you piggyback off the market research from In-N-Out, Chick-fil-A, these uh, Starbucks, uh, McDonald's? These companies spend a fortune on where to put locations that will get the most bang for their buck. Yeah. So if you're a similar restaurant, I mean it's a, it's a great move. You just you know you don't have to be from the academia world to know that. You just piggyback what they're doing. And you're like, all right, I'll get the leftovers. And the, the, the raising canes one is really smart because they're a fried chicken shop, and they know if they are down the street from Chick Fil A. Yeah, there's, there's people. Even though Chick Fil A has been around for years, there's certain people that show up on Sunday thinking they want their fried chicken from Chick Fil A, and they can't get it, and they want their fried chicken, and they say, "Wait a minute! Oh, there's a Raising Cane's. Let me give that a try." And then they fall in love with Raising Cane's, and you got a customer. It's a brilliant marketing strategy. Yeah, there's two. So there's one in Costa Mesa, that's about five miles away from UC Irvine. There's one in Huntington Beach, which is like seven miles away from campus. So. You're talking about what a, a, a raising canes or raising or, canes, or, yeah, raising canes, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's a few. There's not that many. They're still expanding as they get their tentacles all over the country. But you know what? Pretty- that, that that reminds me. Have you been to North Italia? It's a restaurant, like kind of like a. I don't know how to describe it. It's not like a full blown restaurant. Like it's an indoor outdoor cafe. Also, like a little bit of a bar. Oh, in, in, in Irvine? Are you talking about? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have. I have been to that. Actually, I just went there the other day. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I went there. Yeah, they, they Ta- claim to make everything from scratch. Is that their their marketing yeah. scam? Yeah. I tell you what. Yeah. Uh, I, there's one in Manhattan Beach that I've gone to, but I went to the one in Irvine for the first time uh, last weekend next to campus. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, it, it's what you'd call a target-rich environment now. I feel, I feel comfortable about relocating to the Irvine area now after going there. Oh, is that so? You like the the views? You're a fan of? The, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yesterday we talked about beachfront property, and I thought this is fitting to carry it on over to, to today. Well, that location is right near the Newport Beach border. Like yes. Newport Beach is a couple miles down the road, so you get the Newport crowd and the the rich. Uh, the rich people in that part of Orange County. So, yes, yeah, there's, uh, that those are your people right there. Those are the <laughs> the name droppers, the, uh, the stuff shirts, the braggarts, the uh, persnickety. No, 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 no. Listen, if that. you are if you are a single male during Christmas and the holiday seasons, everybody knows the mall to go to is the is the South Coast Plaza Mall. That yeah. is, um, that's like, you know, that's, that's like hunting with, with dynamite. It is, uh, it's loaded with talent. So, it, you know, it's just down the street and, uh, yeah, it's perfect. Little, little dine in, they'll dine out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you should appreciate that. You're back in your heyday at least. I never did well in that environment. Uh, did not, but uh, my wife always says that guys should go to on Saturday morning, like world market and stores like that. 
yeah. that has because women go there and shop on you know, is a, you know you're over when the numbers game is in your favor yeah uh, buying, buying things for the house all right let's can we get to the mailbag please yes yes yes, yes, yes. all right here we go here, here i gotta have the proper open here we go hit the button here, hit that button right there it's in the All right, thank you, uh, our buddy Al, uh, coming up with that song. A tremendous uh, effort, where we appreciate that very much. The theme jingle for the mailbag. And these are actual questions sent in by actual listeners like yourself. We thank you for filling the mailbag. And as long as you keep filling the mailbag, we'll continue to do the mailbag. You don't have to wait for me to put something up on Facebook, which I do every Tuesday morning on Ben Maller's show, the Facebook page, alerting you to... Send your questions on Facebook. You can email them whenever you want. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. Spell that out. F-I-F-T-H. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. Can you can uh, you um, can can you what? do that can you do that slower for Lee? Because Lee has a problem with spelling. So Wow. Uh, can you Wow <laughs> You want to chase him away like you chased away our nice couple from Florida? Sure. That have not emailed the last couple of weeks uh yeah there's a saying in business that what is it the most important customer to keep is the one that you have <laughs> uh you you believe in chasing chasing customers away like helen you want to chase these people away which is a bad job by you wow. i feel bad I, I hope helen and Stu are okay they have not reached out helen just send me a message helen let me know that you're okay, that you're still listening when I talk and you tune out when he talks. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but it's realfifthhour at gmail.com. And thanks to Ohio Al for sending in the uh, little little tune that we play there. We love, uh, love the song. Uh, very good. Uh, first email comes from uh, Blake in Arkansas. He says, boys, I am en route to mail the hats. Uh, he says, Ben, I am including a B negro league hat for your collection however i don't have a single one that is made for a basketball oh he's upset with my head uh, <laughs> he says you will have to settle for a razorback hat uh david uh when i go back to my storage i will grab you a couple more he says there and uh he's, he then sent a photo and uh very very kind here blake in arkansas uh, he says, uh, Ben, I hope by the time that this airs, the Hogs beat A&M. And, Ben, you can be the first on the van wagon uh, to air next week with the new hat. Until next time, woo, pig. Uh, so there you go. And he sent a photo of the hats. and uh, Very nice. I mean, this is, he sent something for everybody. Yeah, yeah, some hats for you. Gascon, uh, the uh, the Mexican Roberto there, it says, uh, the pothead, uh, and the hockey dork. All of them right there. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, you got a couple nice-looking hats that, that fit you accordingly. So, Well, no, he said they don't fit. He just said in the email they will not fit. Like The, one, the Arkansas hat will fit. The other two are just for yeah. looking. Yeah, I like the Arkansas hat. He's going to force you to go down there and watch a game with the Razorback community. That's for sure. I'd go down there. I, I watched the Arkansas game when they played Texas. It looked like a great environment for college football. They were fired up, excited. Yeah. It was fun. I remember a few years back when Arkansas had some good teams. It's been a while. 
But, yeah, yeah uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, well, thank you very much, Blake. I appreciate it. Very kind of you. Those hats are not cheap, and I do thank you. I think everyone over the years that has been a hat benefactor and uh, sent that in, and I'm the beneficiary of that. All right, next email comes from Pierre in Springfield, Mass. He says, Ben, time to fess up. What is the real reason behind your brevity on Benny versus the Penny? You were like a kid in a candy store when you discovered the chat room, and now it's more like you've got dinner in the oven and you're racing <laughs> back to the kitchen if yours was done, he says. I'm guessing that Mr. 405 has a reasonable answer to this. All right, uh, guess gone. Would you like to answer that question? Yeah, the the reasonable answer is that we've been told and advised by numerous people is that individuals' attention span is short-lived, and so when you're creating a product like this, whether it's live or on demand, short and concise, succinct, those are all important things to adhere to as opposed to having something that's long and dragged out because people can come and go into these kind of things. And you know, the digital world that we live in right now, obviously all this stuff is online, so people can pick and choose what they want to listen to or watch. And the longer the videos, the shorter the attention span and the lower downloads. So we want to make sure that it's short, clean, and, and right to the point. Yeah, so you can blame consultants. Uh, people we, we had met with several people about putting Benny versus the Penny on different platforms, and they were interested, and then they, uh, they said we were too long-winded, and that, that was one of the criticisms there, that the meandering nature of the uh, Benny versus the Penny. So we have decided uh, to use economy of language, uh, as you use the word brevity. Alf, the alien opiner, a.k.a. Pierre Springfield. Uh, brevity? Yeah, it's a good yeah, word. It's a, it's a good word. word. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, is there one word for the opposite of that? Like, long-winded is two words, so that's not one word. Tiresome? Tedious? Maybe tedious would be the... Is that the word? Can you say elongated? Yeah, you could say elongated. Um, rambling? Yeah, Does that work? Rambling, is, rambling works. Rambling. Okay, we've decided on rambling. So brevity or <laughs> rambling? <laughs> As we shout from the bully pulpit. As we ramble from the bully pulpit. Yeah. No, but Pierre, listen, you know you know me, Pierre. You've been listening to me a long time, and you know that I I do love the chat. I, I, could, go, I could do that for three hours. I could just sit there and go back and forth with – the, the dum-dums in the chat, I, I'm a big fan. We, we do have little chat breaks, much like the Arizona Cardinals have cell phone breaks. <laughs> During Benny versus the Penny, uh, randomly after every two or three games, I will, I will gaze the chat and I will evangelize uh, on some of the things I see in there. But I love it. And, and I've noticed a lot of the guys are just talking to each other in the chat and they're having a good time there. So I'm not, I don't want to discourage you from being in the chat. And I do look at it, but... We have to we have to be concise is what we have to be. All right, Carlos in Houston, Texas, bang bang, says, What are the chances that Ilo gets a Benny? It's a great question, Carlos. Zero. Ilo did a, a terrible job. question. Zero. Oh, that guy should not even be on the radar for a Benny. No, no. He stepped in 
didn't oh complain God. one time about the overnight hours, oh didn't boy. complain about that, didn't try to bogart the show. Like the people that have filled in on that show when Eddie's away, they either try to hijack the show and think it's the, it's Chuckles Comedy Club and they're at the open mic and it's all it's all about them. They hijack the show. Or they just sit there and bitch and complain. And say, Woe is me. It's overnight. I can't work this shift. Blah, blah. The only, he didn't complain one time. He had comedy. He was prepared, changed it up. Uh, and, and Ilo's a pretty serious guy. You know, I'd put him in the hard-o category, but he was, he was kidding around. He was having fun with us. So that shows you that he is able to be versatile. Maybe, so he, I, uh, maybe he had yes. sex before he came on the show. Wow, wow. That's always a possibility. Yeah, very nice. Uh, very nice. Uh, Carlos well, all said so. He's a hardo. Like you, what, what, you mean, he's uptight. He's like the well, type no, of guy. He, he realized when in Rome, act like a Roman. When on the Maller show, don't act like a hardo. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. uh, Carlos uh, says, how do you – he also says, how do you come up with your openings before your uh, monologue? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean. Maybe the very top of the each hour – uh, some of those have been sent in by listeners that have uh, some I came up with uh, some. Of the, well, that started actually with that vagrant in Miami who used to say magic radio box. And then so then I initially as a tribute, I, I used it. Now it's to pour salt on his wound because he he was panhandling and got fired from the show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you want to recommend something, Carlos, you can send that in. And I might, I may use it. Vahid writes in from New Orleans Saints country, where every year they get hit by a hurricane. It seems. He says, "I know that you had questions to choose between Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Angelina Jolie in the past, but here's the question for both of you, Ben and David: What about Julia Roberts and Angelina Jolie?" Which one would you pick? All right. So I, after doing some research here, looking at some some photographs, I, I think we're both going prime, prime Angelina Jolie, prime Julia Roberts. I'm going Angelina Jolie. I'm going Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I guess, Scott? So if we're only going prime, then I will I will concur. I, I will go with you and Angelina Jolie. If we're going longevity, though, I'm going Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Angelina Jolie has had some wear and tear. Uh, life has been tough on her. And uh, I mean, she's not uh, disgusting or anything like that. But, uh, you know, she's lost she's a little off her fashion. Yeah, she's got a lot of over, you know, overhead, too, with all these kids. Julia Roberts, not so much. Not really, because she can afford them. It's only overhead if you can't afford them. Yeah, but they get in the way. They get in the way of me. No, they don't. She has like seven thousand. I'm I'm assuming. I don't know, but as I understand it, she has a million nannies and people to watch the kids. And she's she's you know most of these celebrities are around the kids when it's convenient, and when it's not convenient, they have other people raise the kids. That's usually how that works, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Am I wrong? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's how I always understand it. Um, Kevin in Kansas says, "Hey Ben, I like your references to Rod Serling and the Twilight Zone." I use episodes in my classroom. Kevin's teacher, of course. He says, did you or David have teachers who used that series or some like it when you were in school? 
You know, Kevin, I don't remember a teacher ever showing the Twilight Zone when I was in school, but when I was a kid, it was on reruns a lot. There wasn't a lot of quality programming, and uh, occasionally in the afternoons coming back from school, and I would be looking for something to watch, and I'd stumble into it. My, My father and mother actually liked the show so they they had become fans of the show and so then i kind of you know, i kind of got into it a little bit there were a few episodes the one i remember most when i was a kid was there were these the, i forget what the name of the episode there, there were a couple that stood out but there was the one where the kids were swimming in the pond and there was like a a portal in the pond that went took them to another dimension and that was pretty cool. I remember that because every time I'd go swimming in the pool after that for a few years, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to find the portal and I'm going to go to a different dimension and, you know, traveling uh, through another dimension, a dimension, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's that. And then there was the one where the town was deserted. Did you ever watch the Twilight Zone, Gascon, or no? Very, very little. Okay. Uh, there was the one where he was like the only person in the town. I remember that. And there, there were a couple of other episodes, but yeah. And I, I had teachers. I remember they, they'd show documentaries when I was a kid, like on different things to teach us about different things when I was a kid. And that, that was that was always cool because it felt like half a day because you just had to watch watch the TV, and that was always neat. That's a good way to teach. It is. Good job by you, Kevin. Uh, Jason in Rocky Mount, Virginia writes in, says, Ben, I know you're busy with the remodel of the Maller Mansion. Uh, so do you feel like it will be totally ready for an epic, ugly sweater party in December? <sighs> Man, I don't think uh, I, don't, I don't think you could have an ugly sweater party at this place. I think it would do a disservice to it. Really? You think we should have yeah. no no I parties? Think, at the house? No, I, I think I think the I think you should encourage the wifey to partake in a masquerade party. A masquerade ball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys wanted the chandelier. I think this kind of fits right into it. Yeah, well, we're known for the ugly sweater party. If you change it up, then what do you mean? This is that's our thing, the ugly sweater party. Yeah, but that was at the old mansion. Now you've upgraded, so now you got to upgrade the party yeah. name. We're also even further away, so I don't know how many people are going to show up because it's, it's listen. Even I, a I don't even care if I'm the only one there. I will. Uh, oh, you'll be there with bells yeah. and whistles on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> listen the address it. and zip code yeah. might have changed but uh it's you'll uh, be on the prowl you yes. will be on the prowl <laughs> yes i hear you i hear you uh to answer your question jason i don't think it'll be done i don't think it'll ever be done my wife thinks it'll be done by halloween which is going to be here before you know it, a little over a month away. So she thinks it'll all be done by Halloween. I am not as optimistic, uh, not nearly as optimistic, because I'm here all the time. I'm doing the show from here. I have my studio I hang out in. That's pretty much the only room I hang out in the house other than when I go to bed. And it seems like nothing's getting done, like most of the days. The contractors are doing other stuff. They're not on the house. So it's hard to finish if you don't actually work on the house. So, and but uh, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I hope I am. I hope they get it done quick. Eric in Omaha writes in says, "What is the best streaming service for documentaries?" Well, Eric, a there is no one streaming service for documentaries. The way the streaming services work, you have to rotate. You have to be 
able to adapt to what's what's out. they change it i mean netflix every month they have different things amazon prime i'll tell you a sneaky good place to find documentaries youtube for free on the youtube you don't have to pay for youtube there is a pay platform on youtube but you can get a bunch of documentaries on there that are buried because there's so many videos on YouTube. Let me uh, let me give you a website. Hold on a sec. Let me see if I can find the, rep- the website. I'll go through my, my list of bookmarks here uh, because there, there is a website that lists. Yeah, I, I think this is it. Maybe not. I'm going to click on it right here. Uh, yeah, it's called topdocumentaryfilms.com topdocumentaryfilms.com and this has it doesn't have new documentaries per se usually within you know five six seven eight nine ten years old within the last decade there are some older ones on there but it provides you descriptions and links to the documentaries and it goes by category they have a list of featured documentaries but they have different categories like i like my favorite uh, my favorite documentary are usually biography. I like to learn about people or at least the bullshit version of people's lives, but they have different categories. You can, you can go on there and check out There's sports. Uh, there's science, religion, politics, philosophy, performing arts, mystery. Like they got all those different categories. So whatever, you know, whatever tickles your, your fancy, you can find it. And I don't, I don't work for the website. I have nothing to do with the website. I found the website a few years ago. I do check it out. Um, and then there's there's obviously just scanning what's coming out on Netflix and Amazon Prime and 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 all those uh, Apple and all the different services. But topdocumentaryfilms.com uh, that is the recommendation. And a lot of those links, I think pretty much all of them are on YouTube. So uh, I'll I'll give you an example here. Uh, let's see. Let me, let me just put up the website here at the top as I'm doing this. They list the top documentary featured is called Consumed. It's from 2011. And it's the possible, it says possible the most, possibly the most unthinkable story of the last million years is the rise of the modern human culture. The cities we populate and the lives that we lead. It is the environment that our children will inherit. And then it goes on and on and on. But that's from 2007. So you click on that. Or it's actually from 2011. So you click on that, and then an ad will pop up, because, of course, why not? And then it has a link. And this one is actually – it is on YouTube, so it is a YouTube link. But it's hard to find these things on YouTube without knowing where to look. Um, so that's that's the website uh, for you, Eric, in Omaha. Pat in Winter Park, Florida says, I watched a little of the Peyton and Eli show. And this past week, Eli and Gronk are buffoons. What is the cancellation date? Uh, no, ESPN loves Peyton Manning. That is the network of ball-washing athletes. Uh, lick, lick, scrub, scrub. Uh, so that show's not going anywhere. And the reason the ratings went up last week is because the game was a blowout. If you actually want to watch the game and pay attention to the game, you cannot watch Peyton and Eli talk. They're doing a talk show and the game is just background noise. It's unwatchable if you're actually concerned about the game. Now, they benefited in the second half. The Lions fell apart, compliments of Jared Goff. And 
the, uh, the people tuned over because, hey, you know, the game was a blowout and you don't want to watch the game, so you'll listen to the, the bull crap from Peyton and Eli. I'm just fascinated these guys can't do it on their own, that they're not talented enough, Peyton and Eli, to just do it without having a, uh, a revolving door of guests, which are a crutch to fill the time. It's fascinating to me. I thought Peyton was such a great talker in Eli that they would be fine without needing all of these crutches. Well, uh, they, someone, can, someone can make the same comment about uh, the Ben Maller show with all the callers that come on every single night. Really? Uh, how many uh, guests? <laughs> go, through the, go through the list of the guests. Mm. So you have Weed Man. You have Mark, the full name guy. You have um, uh, Pete in Pittsburgh. You have yeah. Um, yeah, they, Carlos. Yeah, what, they, what do they all have in common? They don't call the show anymore. You're, you're a big dummy. What's wrong with uh, you? I'm never awake during that time anyway. I, I understand. And some hours we don't take any calls. Some hours we just uh, you know march on, don't take any calls. But uh, we have no guests. I've, I've not had a guest on that show since Fred Dreyer uh, came on. And that, he's a friend of the show. Uh, but it is embarrassing for Peyton and Eli. They're so unentertaining without having you know, Gronk or Ray Lewis or Brett Farvon. It's pretty embarrassing. Uh, RJ in San Antonio says, what baseball stadium would you want to go visit that you haven't been to yet? I've already been asked this question. Uh, well, what's old is new again. I've been to most of the, the old. I've been to Fenway. I've been to Wrigley Field. The Pittsburgh, although I didn't go to a game there, I walked through the stadium. The Pirates were not playing when I was in Pittsburgh. And San Francisco, San Diego, Arizona. I've been to most. I haven't been to Coors Field. I've missed Coors Field in Denver. I'd like to check that out. I have the Ben Maller food tour in uh, Denver. Uh, anything else? I mean, I don't, there's nothing that really pops that I have to see. Most of these stadiums are relatively new. So I don't need to go see them. I've been to Philadelphia. I've been to the the, uh, the link, uh, that complex in Philly, and the uh, the Phillies ballpark right next door. Uh, no, nothing that I'm jonesing to get to. I'd like to go to all the ballparks, but it's not realistic. I don't have the time nor the money. Uh, Fred in Spring, Texas says, what's your go-to home-cooked meal? Pizza, uh, for I'd sure. Love- I'd love to cook anything, Fred. But, yeah, pizza is a staple. Usually Tuesdays are pizza day. The Maller pizza, the garlic, onion, bell pepper pizza, the Maller pie that keeps vampires away. Uh, I am excited. We, we'll cook. You know, on the weekends, uh, I'll cook all kinds of stuff. Mexican food, we fajitas, uh, tacos, Philly cheesesteak. Uh, you know, the diet of a, of a 10-year-old, uh, but I love it all. Uh, pasta, a lot of pasta, chicken parm, make a mean chicken parm at the Maller Mansion, and pretty much anything you want. I'm looking forward to making monkey bread, that cinnamon monkey bread. I've made that in a long time. I've made anything in a long time. Hmm. So pretty much all of the above, Fred, and it's unlike Gascon. It's not covered in broccoli and all that bullshit. <laughs> love that, so. Yeah, I don't cover my, any of my food in that. I do. I do like to go to the well for breakfast with eggs and sweet potatoes. It's kind of a a regular when I need it, and it doesn't have to be in the morning time. It could be middle of the day or in the afternoon. So you still get hornswoggled into the whole breakfast thing? 
That marketing I, I, campaign still works. No, right. I just I just like breakfast. I mean, I don't eat breakfast per se, but I do eat the type of food that you'd get for breakfast. Like I could eat French toast for lunch or dinner. That's for sure. I could eat waffles for dinner. Um, how many does go to? I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but how many how many marketing phrases have turned into culture of human beings like the way human beings are why it's fascinating to me every time i see people i gotta eat breakfast i run into people that have to eat breakfast and i'm like wow all because of the kellogg brand it's wild it, they they came up with that marketing slogan breakfast is the most important meal of the day to try to promote the sales of breakfast cereal because people weren't eating Breakfast cereal, they were eating leftovers for breakfast, or, or sometimes they wouldn't even eat breakfast because they just didn't care. And all because of that marketing slogan, generation after generation, like, we have to eat breakfast, you know? Even if it's Tony the Tiger or Captain Crunch, or <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, you can bring in the uh, you know, Snagglepuss cereal or whoever. It doesn't matter. Klondike Pete, bring them on. Come on. Oh, so. The choice of a new generation. Yeah, just do it. Uh, Nike. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's one. So, all right. Uh, what is next here? Boston fan Paul writes in on the mailbag. He says, why is it a field goal is measured where it is kicked, but a punt is measured from the line of scrimmage? That's a great point, Paul. I haven't thought of. I've not thought of. And I don't have the answer to that. But, yeah, you usually punt about – seven, eight yards behind the line of scrimmage, typically. You kick a field goal seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. They tack on 17 yards to the yeah. the field goal. Why don't they? Here's what they should do for field goals. Remember in the, the old days of football, they had the goal post right at the goal line? Goal line, yeah. With technology, couldn't you have the goal post move during the game? Wouldn't it be rather simple to spend the, the money – and so when it's a kicking situation, you have the goal post at the goal line. And then when it is not a kicking situation, you have the goal post back behind where it is right now. Yeah, Why I not? guess so. It would take a long time no. to move the goal post, though. I don't think it would. They have stadiums that open up, the, the, the dome stadiums that you know, will open up in just a couple minutes. Hmm. Uh, there's any problem with that? Maybe you're it's a great idea. Here. Patting myself, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back here. Why not? How, how come nobody else has thought about that? I'm, a, I'm an answers guy. Uh, Tony in Milwaukee says, since your brother lives in Appleton, in the Appleton area, and there is a big minor league baseball team here, why haven't you shown up? Why haven't you you come to town? And brought the show? Well, Tony. In Milwaukee, would you drive up, Tony, up to Appleton if I come to the Holy Land of Wisconsin and and be part? I'd like to do it. I am going to get to Appleton. I keep saying that, and now football season's started, so I'm not going anywhere during football season. Uh, But that is the the goal. And I'll I'll tell you this, Tony. How about this? Reach out to the minor league team if you want to do some legwork for me, do some groundwork. See if they're interested. And if they're interested, well, that'll mean that I'll have to go during baseball season and I, we can have like a Maller night at the ballpark. That would be great. We can invite listeners down, have a fine time, do the thing that we did out here in California where we threw out the first pitch. And that goes also, heck, in 
I know in Minnesota, I got to get over to, to you know right next to Wisconsin there in Minnesota and go to the Twin Cities. Are these St. Paul Saints affiliated with anybody? Are they still an independent operation, that minor league team in St. Paul? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think they're still independent. I have to check it out. But Tony, I'd love to come. They're affi- and, no, and it see- says they're an affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. Oh, okay. So they're no longer independent. A Vols fan Jimmy from Fayetteville, Tennessee says, for both of you, what was the most trouble you got into in school and that you, you know, got in trouble with at home? Uh, well, that's easy. I, I was a terrible – I was terrible about going – I hated going to school. I was not a morning person. I didn't like going up. My biggest problem – in fact, I, uh, I ended up bouncing around schools a, a bit because uh, I just could not wake up. I, I stayed up late even as a kid. It's helped me as an adult in radio. But when I was a kid, I just couldn't get up. I wasn't a morning person, and I uh, missed a lot of school, so that caused me problems, and that caused me problems at home because uh, my mom was frustrated and all that stuff uh, that I uh, skipped so much school. But it wasn't like I was skipping school to do you know lines of coke. I was skipping school <laughs> because I couldn't get up, and then when it, you know, it felt weird showing up to school after you missed the first two hours of school. You feel like you can't show up after that. And uh, so I just watched reruns of Twilight Zone, Price is Right with Bob Barker. Uh, I remember Monty Hall, Let's Make a Deal, all the the TV game shows of the day and uh, all, all that stuff. So uh, what about you, Gascon? Man, on my uh, my senior year of high school, we had a uh, a welcome freshman dance. And before that dance, like a bunch of us, guys and girls, went to a friend's house for like a, a little pre-party and um, one of the girls got insanely intoxicated, and so at the said dance, she um, she got loose, and then all of a sudden she started throwing up. So we all left the dance early, obviously to like get away from the scene of the crime. And like three weeks later, after they were finished investigating, and someone basically ratted us out, we got um, me and like two other guys. We got suspended. And uh, we got suspended from school for a week. And to top it off, like my name was in the <laughs> like my name was in the local paper because I was the star football player. And um, oh, oh no, I, yeah, basically got aired out for for not being available. So it was not good. And uh, yeah, did you ever find out? Did you find out who the tattletale was? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I knew who it was. So. Um, one of the, one of the girls crumbled under pressure. She thought we'd get caught one way or another. So I was wow. like, and I was the first person. Cause obviously I had a lot at stake and I told everyone like deny everything, like deny that you were there, deny anything. They can't prove it unless they have someone that says that they were there. So they were good for three weeks and then someone broke and then we all got broken off. So it sucked. It is the same theory I have that most games are lost. They're not won. Most crimes yeah. are solved because people admit to the crimes, right? Or they, they're sloppy about the crime and all that stuff. Yeah, so I was good. I, I covered everything up. I was I was efficient. I was. Well, you didn't cover anything because you didn't cover everything up because some motor mouth, some loose tongued girl there uh, went yakety yak. So, <laughs> right? I thought I was good until three weeks later she crumbled. So, yeah, it was not good. They say that the perfect crime is a crime that is done by one person that doesn't tell anyone else about the crime, right? That would be the perfect crime. But it's impossible to have the perfect crime these days because there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. And DNA technology, you cannot have the perfect crime. There is no such thing. It does not exist. 
Yeah. Bob the Bears fan writes in, says, you and David should switch it up and talk about some crazy outlandish shit and call it the Third Rail, my man, podcast. <laughs> That's what Bob wants. We almost had that, Bob, a couple weeks ago, but we had a, an issue that that podcast did not air. But uh, we, we almost went there a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Right? We did. There's enough content out there for people to consume. I'm still astonished that we have numbers like we do now because there's just so many things out there in the podcasting world for people to uh, to spend their time on. Yeah. Well, let's see the old Yogi Berra quote. I'm going to butcher the Yogi Berra quote, but it's uh, something along the line. There's, there's so many podcasts, nobody listens to any of them. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's that kind of thing, right? It's like the, you know, the restaurant is so busy, nobody goes there anymore. Yeah, there are endless amounts of podcasts, but we do pretty well in the podcast game. We're in the top percentile of podcasts, and we thank you for that. Brandon in Michigan says when you drink or if you drink, are you right out of the bottle or the can or do you pour it into a glass? Are you that type of drinker? No, no, I'm right out of the bottle. I don't need to pour it into a glass. No, 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 no. That's that's busybody work. I don't need a glass. I just if I have a beer bottle, I'm gonna drink it out of the beer bottle. What do I want to put it in the glass for? Yeah. Then you gotta wash the glass. No, I don't need that. I don't even like when I go to a restaurant if I have a drink and they put it in the glass. I don't need that. Yeah. Leave I'm it right alone. there with you. Although I've ditched uh, I've ditched drinking out of cans nowadays. I've I've ditched the consumption of anything in a can for because Why? Of, what happened? Because of aluminum. Oh, aluminum. Okay. Yeah. I got it. All right. Uh, Joe in Richmond, Virginia, the RVA says, if you were to travel to the eastern part of the United States in an RV and planned planned to stay off the grid for one week, where would you spend that week? That's a good question. I would like to explore some of the national parks uh, in in the eastern part of the United States. Or, you know, I like going to the mountains, the the Smoky Mountains. Right? You could do that. Uh, there's you know, there's a couple of different places. I guess if you wanted to go off the grid just away from people, I, from what I've seen, I've not been to parts of North Carolina, um, Tennessee. I've been to Tennessee, but there's a lot of open land, like where there's just nothing. There's nothing for miles. So you, you can live. Remember that what was that guy that, that blew up the abortion clinic and was living in the woods? Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Still, oh, yeah. And they didn't catch him for years. He was just camping out in the woods of the Carolinas. I think it was Georgia. I don't know. It was somewhere in the south. And and that guy, he was living in like a tent somewhere in the middle of the forest. They didn't find that guy for, for, you know, for years he was able to do that. Got to hang out in Gettysburg for a little bit, right? Yeah, I've been there before. Gettysburg's awesome. I've been to Gettysburg. I'd like to go back. I was only there briefly. Check that out. What about Lexington? Have you been there? I have not. I have not been to Lexington. Have you been to any of these places? I have not. I need to go. Although I got to be down for the fried food too. <laughs> I think I'd be consuming so much fried food I'm out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's like, there's an island that is a national park. The whole island is a national park. Uh, that would that's you know that's in, off Key West. Have you seen that? No. Although, where did Jonas work? Jonas was like in Charleston, South Carolina. Have you been there? Yeah, that's where, that's where my niece. Uh, I need to go there. My niece goes to college in Charleston, so she's there. there. She's yeah, that's, loves it. My my got, brother's from 
New York drives down there. He he he's, he loves it so much. He's like, maybe we should buy a house here and move here. <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina. It's a I, I heard Savannah, Georgia is awesome during holidays, especially uh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, yeah, I don't know. How about uh, that Hot Springs National Park? You ever been there? No, never. In Arkansas? No, you've never, never been. I've heard mm-hmm. good things about that. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. In central Garland County, Arkansas, the hot springs, right in the middle of Arkansas. Uh, what, what, I'm trying to, they have the, well, I have the Everglades. I've driven through that in Florida. That, that, I don't really need that. That didn't really wow me. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of some other places. Oh, there's a bunch. But I'd go National Park. Maine has one. Isn't there a big national park in Maine? Do they? I need I think, to go yeah, to think- the... Um- Maybe it's not that big. I don't know. It's Maine, but yeah, here it is. It's Bar Bar Harbor, Maine, Acadia. I think that's how you say it. National Park. Uh, it's one of the most picturesque uh, scenic parks in the entire country. The park boasts some of the best uh, foliage uh, on the East Coast, uh, and uh, camping, cycling, hiking, all that. They have a Cadillac Mountain, fifteen hundred feet high. It's the highest mountain on the East Coast. Did you know that? The highest mountain on the East Coast is in Maine? Who knew? 
I do need to go to the Naval Academy Museum up in Rhode Island. I want to go to that area. Rhode Island. Well, yeah, you can. That's easy. You go to. You can do the I ninety five corridor, right? Go through the yeah. I ninety five corridor and do that whole thing. Uh, yeah. So, so Joe, there's a bunch of places that I would love to check out that I have not checked out. Uh, the Shenandoah National Park, right? That's oh yeah. That's outside D.C. in Virginia. That's supposed to be wonderful. And there's, and there's others in that region, Maryland, Virginia, that area. Uh, what else? Uh, Cliff from Nashville says, Ben, have you or Gascon ever seen a baby pigeon? Gascon? No. No, I have not either. Alan in Akron says, now that you live deep in the Northwoods, are you at risk from forest fires that seem to ravage California every year? <laughs> well, living in California, you're never that far away from a wildfire it is the most effed up situation. The the hippies. I love trees. My favorite place. I was very concerned because the giant forest almost burned up at Sequoia National Park this week, and they were able to dodge that. Uh, but it's because the the environmentalists in California will not allow uh, the controlled burns, and so the trees grow to points that they cannot be controlled. It is a shit show, and there's no end in sight. It's wild. Forest management. And, and then they blame global warming as to why there are so many wildfires. The wildfires are a direct result of not managing the forest properly. If you manage the forest properly, you're not going to have as many wildfires. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, uh, Gascon, but it's every time during the year I, I watch – I watch the uh, the fires, and it's not even part of the year. It's year-round there's fires in California, and I just shake my head. I'm like, really? I mean, you, you, know, why, why, you don't have to do it like that. You can manage the forest. You have controlled burns. There are ways to do it to limit the damage, but they don't do that. It's annoying. It's the third rail, my man. I'm just pointing that out. Am I wrong, Gascon? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, but I mean, it's okay. the same thing with – I mean, up and down the state, too. So, I mean, it's evident, clearly, especially up near uh, Napa Valley and Sonoma and those parts of, of California that, you know, most people feel it the mo- you know the hardest because of all the investments and the wineries and the exotic cottages, the golf courses and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, people say that stuff from afar, and then all of a sudden when you're knee-deep in it, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> They're not taking care of the of the state, first of all, before it gets to where it is. Yeah, I spent some time. My my brother got married. My younger brother got married in Grass Valley, mm. up you know near in between Sacramento and San Francisco out there, and in, in the in the sticks. And uh, I mean, it's just forest land as far as you can see, and it burns up every every couple of years. Uh, Alan, uh, that was Alan in Akron. Uh, Dave in Mill Valley, California. Speaking of trees, uh, he says, "What is your favorite drop?" Also, could you please not sing over Kathleen's classic Hey Mona? The delicate nuances are lost when you do that. All right. Sorry, Dave. I'll try not to do that. I, I like to add on. I like to add on to these things. What is my favorite drop? Well, that is a revolving, revolving situation. I'll tell you one that doesn't get played that much because it's an Eddie drop. When he was doing the update and he was giving the hockey scores and he said the Canadians beat the Canadians, to me, that that is simple and hilarious. I laugh every time. It reminds me of an old Saturday Night Live skit 
he's not wrong because right? it's Canadian players playing Canadian players. It was just the way that he he delivered that line uh, was funny. Also, Eddie when he when he butchered the Fab Five, and that was that was outstanding too. But there, there's a bunch. I like the old Genie Medford. Genie from Medford drops. Those don't get played a lot because Roberto wasn't around when Genie was on the show. Um, Doc Mike's got a bunch of good ones. I mean, there's there's a lot. So we we have, we have, we are very rich in drops. Uh, we are. I'm a pilot. Writes in. He says, "Hey Ben, I know you got plenty of recipes, but from someone from Texas, if you want one that works, he's talking about mosquitoes here. Hear me out." And then he, he gives me the mosquito recipe. He named Permethrim SFR. Does that ring a bell with you, Gascon? <laughs> no. He says you can buy this stuff. I'm a pilot at a tractor supply store. He says a bottle costs like $20. Buy a gallon sprayer. It's about 12 bucks. I looked it up. It's actually more than that here in California. Uh, put two ounces per gallon and spray it everywhere. He says, spray it everywhere on ground, bushes, patio. It's safe. It's for all bugs. Spray it like once a week. He says he sprays it all the time. It really helps out bugs and mosquitoes. He says he sprays it all over the place. It is the same as those companies like Mosquito Joe use and uh, whatnot. So, So I guess he says that's the same stuff. Now, my only question, I don't want Bella to get killed from spraying pesticide all over the place. So that is my concern. But I'm assuming I'm a pilot. You have kids. You probably have a dog or a cat or something like that. So this can you write back? I'm a pilot and let me know that this is not going to damage my dog because I don't want to damage the dog. And then I'll have a different problem. But I, I looked up this crap and. According to the internet, this is what they use, what, what I'm a pilot uses and what he claims these mosquito companies use is a medication used to treat head lice, tiny oh. insects that fest and, you know, get on your scalp and all that. So that's kind of cool. So if, if you can put this on your scalp, I would think it would be okay for, for a dog. But what do I know? I'll have to investigate that more. But thank you, I'm a pilot. That doesn't seem like it's that much. If it's $30 for a canister of this crap and you only use two ounces per gallon of water, uh, that doesn't sound that bad. That sounds pretty good. Uh, Ben and Gascon and or co-host, when you first meet someone, This is from John the Jailer. When you first meet someone and you don't want to intimidate them because you're a big-time radio personality, what do you tell them that you do for a living? Uh, John, great question. My go-to in the past was I I, I worked on a blog. I was a a, a internet writer because I had BenMaller.com. I don't do that anymore. So now I say I work in sales because I do work in sales. Radio is sales. We're audio sales. The most important part of radio is when I do a commercial for DraftKings or I do a, a spot for you know any of our sponsors. You know, go down the list there. We have Las Vegas. Visit Las Vegas. They're a new sponsor. But So I always say sales. I'm in the sales business because normally people don't ask like too many questions. They might ask what you sell. And I'll be like, well, I sell... I sell fantasy football or, you know, I sell whatever the product I'm selling at the time is. So that's it. There you go. Outstanding. 
Look at that, Gascon. Bells and whistles going off. It's fascinating. All right. Uh, what about you, Gascon? Uh, do you tell? You probably just tell people I work in radio and television and all that stuff, right? Yeah. No. It, no. Um, wait. No. I tell them I do voiceover stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna say, okay, there we go. I hit this wrong button here, and, it, and all, all hell broke loose all of a sudden. Huh. See, I got to hit this button over here. Hold on a second. I'm going to go over here. Let me, let me do this right now. Feel free. I could not hear you for a second. I'd, I'd hit the wrong button, but go ahead, Gesca. Oh, no. I said I'd, I'd, I'd tell him I do voiceover work. Ah, voiceover Safe, work. Uh, safer that way. Yes. Uh, Rick from San Ramon writes in says, Ben and David, what in the wild, wild world of sports has happened to the audio feed of the Fifth Hour podcast? Whenever the two of you are talking at the same time, Ben's, uh, Ben's audio sounds like he's talking underwater, and it also happens when Ben plays his drops. Uh, I'm assuming <laughs> I'm not the only person hearing this, uh, but just in case, uh, you're the only one, Rick. I've not gotten any other complaints. I guess, Ghana, is this an issue that we need to know about here, or is Rick the only one that's hearing this? Could be the only one, although there are times where we talk over each other, and I'll just blame that to your bad hearing. So, I will blame that on your bad timing. Okay. Uh, John in Colorado says, have you ever crop dusted a grocery store aisle, or do you suffer until you're in the parking lot? No, John. No, no, no. Uh, what you do is you try to walk away from – a busy part of the grocery store. What you attempt to do, my move is I will go to the aisle with the trash bags because there's normally a lot of, not a lot of people on the aisle with the trash bags. And, and then you let it rip. You let it rip. You keep walking. Never look back. Ne when you crop dust, you never look back. You keep walking. And you might even have to walk down the aisle again to appreciate what you've done to the store. But I, I do not do not go out to the the parking lot. The, the the one we brought this up before in the past. The the issue that I, I annoys me is the the hotel when you're in a hotel room and when you're dating and you know I'm married now so I don't care. But when I was dating, and if you had to let it rip, right, let a big out big ass fart out. I didn't want to do that, you know, because you don't want to fart around the other person. So I would I would. I say I have to go down to the lobby to get something. So I would go all the way down to the lobby and walk around the casino floor, like in Vegas, yeah. and then fart there or use the bathroom down there. That would be my move. <laughs> but in the grocery store, yeah, no, I don't really, don't really mind. <laughs> you guess gone? I think the best or my favorite is when you're either in a bar or a lounge or a club because you're protected with the music. Yes, background noise is essential. Yes, that's essential. And so <laughs> that's the that's the best because sometimes you could just let it marinate for a hot minute and then bolt. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, obviously the now, first have you ever had this incident? Have you ever had this incident, Gascon, in the bathroom where it's appropriate to let her rip in the bathroom? But if you're in there and there's another person in the stall next to you, and you're the only two people in the bathroom. And you let her rip, right? If they get out a little bit before you, and then you get out, they then they give you that that evil eye, you know that look. Like, I I, th I think you have to treat it like a horn, right? Like if you have if you have a powerful horn on your car, you can let that thing go as long as possible. But if you have a weak horn, 
you, you don't want to use it. Like you want to be very, very cautious on how you deploy it. So I think it's the same thing, right? Like if you're in a stall like that, if it's if it's with power, enthusiasm, you wear that thing loud and proud. But if it's not, if it's like weak and limp, you want to just you know kind of tuck tail and run. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I try not to spend too much time <laughs> in the bathroom. Now, what I have done in that situation is I've been in that spot before. I have. <laughs> this is so stupid. I have prematurely flush the toilet to try to drown out the sound of the fart. Oh, everyone I have, does uh, that. I've done that. Yeah. Oh, you, everyone does that? Oh, yeah. No. I thought I, thought I was special. I'm not special? <laughs> All right. Uh, Seattle Sammy writes in. He has, a, he, has a, he has a sports question. He says, Ben, if you were given the opportunity to consult the Seattle Mariners management, what oh, advice would you give them? Uh, as you probably know, the Mariners have not made the postseason since 2001. They have the longest postseason drought in North American sports uh, today. Seattle, Sammy, ass. Yeah. Well, the biggest problem for teams like the Mariners and the Minnesota Timberwolves is they have no no gumption to stick with the plan. There's two problems. They hire the wrong people, and then – and then they, they get – as soon as one thing goes wrong, they immediately get antsy and have to make a change. So it is a revolving door. It's a never-ending cycle of futility uh, for those, those franchises. It's bad, 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 bad. But the, the answer to Seattle's problem is to hire Theo Epstein. You hire Theo Epstein, you're going to win. He's available. He's working for Major League Baseball. Now, convincing him to take the Mariner job is a different conversation. All right, last one, Lord Goofa. Writes in, and he has a story to share about his own DNA. And this came up on the show. And he used the 23andMe website to find his biological father. Mm. And he sent the whole story here. I don't know that we have time to get to it all right now, but it's I read it, and it's it's quite the story. He was born in 1980 back in Ohio to a single mother, an unknown father, and it wasn't, he said, just that he wasn't in the picture. No one knew his name. And so Lord Goofa shares the story. He says that his mom told him that when you know, she was dating this guy who had cheated on her, so she decided to get back at him, and she cheated on him. And that one-night stand turned out to be Lord Goofa. Uh, how about that? That's wild. Um she that's, said uh, she allegedly she allegedly got blackout drunk, does not remember any details surrounding the events of the night of my conception. Wow. That's wild. Um, he said, Lord Guilford, there were a couple of suitors that were tested via old school blood testing, a very flawed method of determining paternity that can only exclude people, and all were excluded. Uh, the method likely resulted in tens of thousands of false positives but that's another story. Anyway, so uh, moving on in the story, he goes through a whole bunch of backstory, you know, the efforts back in the 80s and 90s. Couldn't find anything. Uh, fast forward, he says, to 2014. He was 34 years old, happily married, two kids, all that great stuff. And he, he talks about submitting about DNA, online DNA. He went to a couple sites, or a service, rather, a service. And uh, he says, in layman terms, uh, he says, I need not bother with, there's a big word here that I don't know how to, uh, to say. 
uh, as this was passed down by mothers. Anyway, it didn't work. It didn't work. And he had grown tired. And I mean, so there's a long, long story here, Gascon. But let me give you the in the terms of brevity, because I know we got we to gotta wrap this thing up. So eventually he found his way on a Groupon to 23andMe. And his wife, I guess, found it and asked if he'd be interested and in giving DNA another shot. And he was skeptical because it hadn't worked in the past. And he still hadn't seen anything closer on Ancestry.com or anything like that. So anyway, uh, it, it, uh, it happened. It uh, happened. Uh, they signed up for it. And initially, you know, it didn't, didn't really work out. And then he had the eureka moment. And he tells the story here. He was able to track down his father because of DNA. And it's a great story, Lord Goofa. Thank you for sending it. I appreciate it. I wish we had more time to, to give the whole thing here. But it's pretty cool. He says he was, he was driving around March of 2019 and he showered, made breakfast, normal day with his wife, his kids. Wife took off uh, to, to take uh, the youngest child uh, to to work to school uh, to the high school and then off to work and uh, he said he was in the car with his oldest and message popped up on his phone and uh, that was the the message that they had uh, found found his dad so that's pretty cool wow so it has story. a happy story man yeah that's great yeah that is wonderful well that must have been tough as a kid right not knowing you know, anything about your father I know a lot of people go through that but Man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, all right, very good. Listen, have a great rest of your Sunday. I know we went a little long on the mailbag. Uh, we will catch you next week on the podcast. And if all goes well, big name, big name, hopefully good guest, big name scheduled for the Friday podcast. Was supposed to be on the podcast this past week, canceled. We'll see if it happens this week. Looking forward to it. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the NFL games back on the radio tonight. And we'll catch you then. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.